Alright everyone, here we are again at the J-Rock Onsen, uh, episode 6, if I'm not wrong, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not. But uh, let's just uh, let's go right into it with our top stories, and uh, I'll, I'll start this off with our Akme interview. Uh, so obviously, we interviewed Akme, and uh, we got an exclusive on this one, so definitely go check that one out if you want to hear a little bit more about... Uh, their new album out August 8th, Sesho Oka, and uh, the band themselves, their inspirations, and some of their collaborations just to, you know, get to know them a little bit more. And uh, that is an album, right, Sis? Or is it a single? Album, yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure it's an album and not a single. But with that one, we'll jump into our next big story of the month, which will be NBT. What do you got for us? Yes, so X-Japan, or Yoshiki, has collaborated in creating this theme song uh, called Red Swan. And it is for the anime called Shingeki no Kyojin, or also known as Attack on Titan. So in the past, the band Linked Horizon was the one to hold the throne of like the uh, staple songs that Shingeki no Kyojin has to, had to offer. But apparently now... Yoshiki and Hyde is taking over for the third season. And we can actually hear the song right now and it's up on uh, well on YouTube probably and also Yoshiki's official Twitter. So he teased it there uh, for the first time. Compared to the other uh, songs that we got from Shingeki no Kyojin, this one is a lot more like mellow and atmospheric almost. So I want to hear uh, from you guys what you think of it. Well, compared to the previous three that got the like the trademark epic sound that you usually uh, associate with Shingeki no Kyojin openings, the Red Swan one, I when I first heard it, I uh, couldn't shake the impression that it sounds more like an ending, like an ending theme because it's so like balladic and atmospheric, but it doesn't really get you hyped for the series. Yeah, that's true. The previous ones did, um, but from from what I'm what I've seen, it's really really a polarizing track. It's it's hard to nail down a single opinion from people. I'm with That's you on that one. I don't think it's collectively everyone likes it or everyone dislikes it. I think there's people on either side of the fence, and I also agree. It definitely sounds a lot more like an ending theme because of how uh, melancholic it is, which uh, I think you touched on MBT, but. Uh, yeah, I, I um, thought it was... Um, yes, this. May, maybe you want to give your opinion on it first. It's like literally... I normally like really high-energy openings, and that is completely the opposite, obviously. So, it is. yeah, I agree. It's definitely an ending song. It's just a bit... I feel like it's a bit out of place. A bit weird, so, yeah. I have a, a similar opinion to you guys. Like... When you watch an anime, usually the first song, the opening theme song, is a song that will hype you up to to watch the anime, and then the ending song is usually something that <clears throat> helps, like kind of round out uh, the the show, and it's usually more uh, mellow. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it, like it, it's it's. Well, was it surprising though that we got this from Yoshiki? Um. I'm not sure because uh, while Yoshiki is like known for his uh, ballads and stuff that he did with the orchestral arrangements and his orchestral compositions, uh, 
Japan is still a metal band, and Tiofiki used to compose for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since, like, if you compare the sound that some of the Linked Horizons openings have with the, like, uh, wailing guitars, that kind of reminds me of uh, certain metal bands. Japan could totally nail that. It's just Yoshiki chose not to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> could, have, could have been epic. It's not exactly epic. It's not a bad song. It's just, I feel like it's not a good Shingeki no Kyojin opening, if you I get what like I'm trying to say. Shingeki no Kyojin and attack, slash Attack and Titan is such like a brand name now. Like, it's a name. When you hear it, you'll be like, oh, that anime with the, the giants running about. And like, I feel like Linked Horizon kind of solidified it because mm-hmm. everybody in that song. And from that point onwards, like, I haven't heard like any other maybe there's one or two openings that stood out but so i don't feel like they really needed to like have such big names involved in this you know that's that's it really i can i can agree with that that uh really linked horizon with gura no yumiya really cemented the shingeki no kyojin vibe but on that note i mean definitely go out there and listen to it check out our article on it and uh you know interact with other people see what they think about it don't think that just because we say it's slow and not fitting, in our opinion, means that it actually isn't. Up to speak with their big story of the month is yes. uh, Nexus with the topic of Morrigan. Yeah, so um, this month Morrigan uh, released uh, like official pictures for their last look, as because as many of our readers probably know, they will be breaking up in at the end of September on September 28th I think is their last live um, what's what's notable about this look is that I pointed to out I wanted to point out that uh, since they are dressed in formal wear it kind of looks like they're dressed up for day or, or funeral in a way um, it's also interesting that even though since they lost pity January. They have only had Nihit as a support member, but he's also listed in the look as a member, even though you usually don't really do official looks for support members. This look goes with a release that they that will be coming out in September that is called Xis, or however you pronounce that. It's a kiss with X, which is somewhat of a trademark Morrigan thing. They have been doing this thing a lot. Uh, it's a CD which is unfortunately live limited and comes out on September 2nd. Doesn't even really include all that many new songs. It's it's gonna have seven tracks, out of which six are, are old ones and one is new. And the catch, I guess, is that it's their old songs re-recorded with their new quest- uh, quotation mark guitarist. Um, it's really all I have to say. Go check it out, I guess. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's. I it's guess fun. maybe go check it out. Like, go yeah. check, go check this shit out. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Go do it. Do it. Do it, do it before Morgan breaks up. You're running out of time. Like, do it now. But yeah, it, it's quite sad to see that Morgan is gonna uh, disband because they were quite prominent in the European scene and even had a European tour. Yeah, uh, it's. it's um, I've been noticing this trend for the past few years, and that's sometimes, quite often, this happens that a band that really wants to do a European tour 
at last they do it and then they fucking break up. <laughs> you know, that happened with Uplift Spice as well. So they're not... it happened with so many people, dude. Oh, like shit. Oh, with with I Riol as well. She well, went to London and then she disbanded. disbanded. Yes. Like oh with Born and Likaon, they went to Europe in 2014 and they oh. both of the bands break up. Yeah, and Eat You Alive as well. The old yes, band from like indeed. the early 20s. Uh, 2000. Europe, <laughs> Europe wow, fucking killed bands, that never, dude. That never happens when they come to the US. Shut because up. Nobody comes to the US. Every no, it doesn't. Don't no, lie to me, Sid. Listen, Avanchik and what? Datura. Oh. <laughs> in Tulsa are both, uh, both Avanchik disbanded. And Listen to yourself, Tulsa. Nobody lives there. I told you this. Yeah, <laughs> like, Datura didn't even right? manage to play in the US before they actually Step. announced that they were going to break up. You kill them before they it, come, it not after. Count as the US, if it's the middle of nowhere. Let me no, sorry, I don't know what the US looks like in like. <laughs> so I can't say that. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any cities in Europe that, like, don't exist, but there's plenty in the U.S., <laughs> and Tulsa's one of them. Okay, then, so that, that's, that clarifies my point. In Europe, there's entire countries that don't count as really existing. That'd be like if they announced a Russia <laughs> tour and only hung out on, like, the furthest northern tip, and we're like, yeah, come see us. P probably. But they can brag yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, like, exactly we, toured, we toured the U.S., they can say it like in, like in the future yeah. when they tell yeah. their grandkids like you know in my days I toured US. <laughs> I <laughs> went to America. I saw a gun. Yeah. Oh god! You know, there's actually a couple a couple Japanese artists that are it's it's literally a couple. It's I think it's one or two that are quite surprisingly fond of touring Ukraine. Out of all places? No way. Why? Wait. Why? Because I know bands I know. that that canceled their like did their concerts in Ukraine because of the like how how fucked up is it, it is right now. I think I think it's Sana. His is his name. He used to tour with Sasaki. That rings a name. He just he just really freaking likes Ukraine. I I'm I would speculate that maybe he. Know somebody in the Ukraine? <laughs> Secret wife? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, just really likes Ukraine of all places. Okay. Middle of fucking nowhere. Speaking of secret wives in Ukraine. <laughs> yes. Definitely go check out Morgan's story. But mm -hmm. let's move on to Sis with Dadaroma. What do you got with us for your big topic of the month? Right. So Dadaruma released their single Boko Android on July 18th, simultaneously with their first live DVD of their performance at Tokyo Kinema Club um, on March 21st. Um, it's named after their mini album, This Is Live. But personally, um, unfortunately, Boko Android, I've listened to the single as well, and it did not click with me, and I'm not quite sure it ever will. As a song, it's what I expect from the band, but as a single, it's weak. Uh, to give context, the song Zolka to Kalashnikov um, is probably that is probably my least favorite sides on that single. Or definitely, it's redeeming factor. It's exactly the opposite of Boku and Android. Um, however, um, now the bummer is that this will be their last set of releases and tour dates, as the band have announced that they will be going on hiatus after the tour final at Shibuya West on August twenty eighth. Um, this decision has come 
as Drama Yusuke will leave the band due to an illness that unfortunately makes him unable to drum anymore. So yeah. I actually like the uh, single. I, I I had a listen to it uh, like a few times actually, and I hmm. I personally think that this was like a turning point from their like their sound in the middle, which I didn't like, and uh, it brings back like some of the vibes that I got from uh, Dada Roma uh, when this first started. Oh really? It brings back some first started vibes because I was I was gonna add in that like. I haven't listened to them in forever. I got I got really burnt out on them. They started just putting stuff out super fast. Kind of reminded me. It wasn't me really all they could. Yeah, it was just like there was thing after thing after thing. I was like, how about you guys take some time and you know really like, pour your hearts out into something? Yeah. But it just maybe felt like make it, was it like just, good. Well, it's, yeah, it's it more like, like a... mediocre, 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 and a lot of trying to mimic things they had done in the past like Saishu Densha I, I still think is one of their better songs and then Pornograph was like oh remember how we use nudity guys yeah, yeah but I think it's, it's, it's really it, not very good it, it's, it's, it's a more mature like... sound right now uh, so it's still it's not like the exact same Dadaroma sound that you found when they first started but I think it's a more mature version of that Okay. no nudity I'll though probably, so not mature in that way give it a look this time. yeah like, like no nudity, no masturbation. What are we even here for, dude? What is in the in the music? So I don't really, I don't. I mean, their music videos may be different, but their sexual themes are always like not similar. But they've always had like sex, uh, masturbation, um, the kinky sex. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it one of their first songs? Sex? Just that was the title. Yeah. Well, no. Of their, what their was it? Album of Dadaism one was a. Uh, so, I don't know what a fourth or third song is sex. Yeah, so the general theme or themes sometimes revolve around sex. And in g- general, Android obviously wasn't about sex, but um, obviously with Yusuke leaving, they're going to probably have to find an- another drummer. So all we can say is um, um, we wish him all the best as pa- uh, on behalf of Jerrot News. And yeah. We hopefully we we can see more for Dan the Roma maybe in the next few months. Yeah, I mean it always it always sucks when there's an injury or illness or something, especially if it's career ending like this. I mean, I did mm-hmm. say they were just pumping stuff out, but I mean, for the love of the game, you know, they were doing what they wanted to do, and now they can't do it the way they love to do it. So, you know, best wishes to him, best of luck. But on that somber note, let's try and pick things up with a bit of a little. Uh, Quick bits is what I have it here. I feel like we're gonna get sued for calling it quick bits. Honestly, I know so many different like YouTube channels and everything that's like, oh, time for quick bits, you know? Tech linked with Linus, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched that show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's let's go into our quick bits, which is where we'll just give you like a, a headline, a little bit of details, whatever. Um, so I'm gonna kick it off uh, with uh, mentioning Bratz. Uh, they just dropped their first album. I think it's their first. They dropped an album. Uh, we got a little review of that one on our website, so definitely go check that one out and uh, give it a listen. Bratz is really good. Um, they're formed from one of the old Lady Baby members. And uh, also, just like a kind of little thing, I this month already I've seen Toriko and The Pillows uh, live here in California, and I saw them. You should see them. If they're ever around you, definitely go do it. But on that one, I'm going to go on ahead and throw it over to Nexus. What do you got for us? 
I only got one quick bit. Uh, this month uh, in July, Kamijo did an exclusive City Japan live stream on YouTube. And that was super cute. And it's going to be posted on the City Japan's YouTube channel with English subtitles. If you don't speak Japanese, it's perfect for you. So you can check that out. It's really worth it. Super great. Uh, that's really all, all quick news I have. So I'm going to move it along. Whoever wants it. Go ahead, MVP. MVP. <clears throat> yeah, I also only have one quick bit this time, but it's, um, it's a band that I kind of got into again, and it's Racer with their ballad Akaku Chirabaru Hana. Uh, don't, don't judge my pronunciation. Anyways. Uh, Already it's, did. <laughs> it's a <laughs> ballad, but it's a pretty like speedy ballad, so it's quite um, it it's quite like uh, energetic, even though it's a ballad. And I really really like the vibes that I'm getting from this one. All right, sis, what do you got for us? Kizu will release their fourth single, Steroid, on July 31st, and I fucking urge you to listen to Buta because it is ridiculously fucking cool. And so is the video. You just, I'm just blown away by this band. Um, from they keep they keep going from strength to strength, and I'm looking forward to what they what they produce in the future. Definitely. Okay, uh, I think I'll be checking that one out for sure with all that praise you gave them. <laughs> but uh, on that note, we'll move into our final segment, which is where we touch on social media. We look at uh, some questions we put out there for you guys, and uh, we give back some of your answers. And uh, I'll start off. Uh, so the question this month, or the social post, was, uh, "What J Rock song are you tired of?" And uh, I actually picked this question for a specific reason. Um, where I work, I have a company truck that I drive, and of course, I can't drive anywhere without listening to my J Rock. So I have a flash drive in that car that. Uh, has just a little portion of my library on it. I'll change it from time to time. But the song I'm tired of is Howling by a Bingden Boys School. And the reason for that is that that truck, when it's on shuffle and playing from the flash drive, always, without fail, when you turn the car on, the next song to come on will be Howling. And there's no changing that. It will always happen. You can be listening to Howling, turn off the truck, <laughs> turn back on the truck, Howling will keep playing, and the <laughs> next song will be Howling. It doesn't matter where you were in the library, the next song is always Howling, so I'm tired of Howling. But what I did notice from reading a lot of the other responses was that it wasn't necessarily a sp specific song that people were saying they were tired of, but more that they were specifically tired of 1OK Rock, which I thought <laughs> They're, they, a lot of people don't like the direction they're heading in, which is pretty interesting because of how they've been exploding recently and so popular. But it's like they're leaving this core niche that we are as J-Rock fans and expanding globally to a bit of everyone, and we don't like what everyone likes. Well, so nice. they've been gaining more fans, but it's like it's outside the J-Rock community. So Yeah. yeah. We don't but, like uh, Nexus, people. do you got anything? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to mention that if we are talking about artists that everybody's tired of, um, probably... Kamijo. No, okay, <laughs> uh, NBT is probably tired of me talking about Kamijo because I 
talk about Kamiji all the time, but I gotta admit talk that about I'm about Mana all the time. Are you kidding me? I mean... And he doesn't even do music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might be a little tired of Miyavi. Don't like... It's good for him that he's doing well, and uh, like... I can't really talk about his music because I don't listen to it, but he's been kind of everywhere recently. Yeah, it's like, please give me something else. Yeah, he's I... like a real rock star right now. I mean, he's even in mm -hmm. Hollywood movies, so shit. Yeah. But if I, if I am to pick a song, specific one, that I'm super, extremely tired of, that's gonna be the guy that's filled in the beauty, because like, it's... Ah! So many years, just it's, a it's over. Though it's a classic, yeah, it's. It's been done to death. Please do something else. It's I promise you, that greater. song got at least one hundred, like one million people to get into J Rock at yeah, least. Definitely, I could even say the same about Dylan Grace Obscure, but feeling the beauty is worse. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, there are classics that will just stay forever. Feeling the beauty is one of them. Obscure is one of them. Um, like every live, like I have never been to a Gazet concert where they didn't play Fields in the Beauty, and it's even like, it's so like, the song has got these weird English lyrics that Rookie kind of just makes up on the spot. Police is, rescue me. Yeah, the that. Sorry. I don't know. driving cucumber. So he says. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They misheard lyrics. Yeah, it's. Enough filled in the beauty. Has some very good misheard lyrics, like uh, I can't. I, I fuck. It's an owl is one of them. That was <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that when I was starting with J Rock, I was into misheard lyrics a lot, and there were some super yeah. good ones for Gagged. And for one of these songs, there was the line "Beware of the walking letters," and I have been laughing at that for years. I don't know. That that was quite like a an early stage thing that that happened on YouTube. I don't see that much anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's around it's, anymore. Actually, I think people get more insulted by it now. It happens. <laughs> so it, salty. It still happens a lot in K-pop, just not in J-Rock. Well, K-pop starting to grow right lyrics. now, but it, well, then we see the same trend basically because now K-pop is starting to get bigger, and in the early stage, they get these like misheard lyrics, and it's probably just gonna fade away in the in the end. And yeah, then people so, finally gonna die, please. As, as the mole men who discovered it start to be overpowered by the SJWs, people start getting more offended. What's <laughs> H S SJW? You what? don't know you what's don't know SJWs? What a social justice warrior is? Ah, uh, keyboard warrior. <laughs> That's yeah, a keyboard warrior. white knight. Yeah, white knight. It's, a, it's an image of a guy at a computer and he's dressed as a white knight and he's got a tally marks on his wall and oh it says God. maidens I have saved with my keyboard. <laughs> it's got like it's got like a bunch of tally marks and then on the other side of the wall it says maidens who have rewarded me with intercourse no tally marks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um I'll, i was i was looking through the comments again and uh there was one that stood out to me and it was uh david bailey said that divinity by revels is the one he's tired of and he said it's not because he dislikes it he just hates the fact that they broke up oh and I, I kind of get what he's saying with this, where like there's bands that aren't around anymore, and you wish there was more of them, but you only have what you have, and it just it sucks in its own way. Like it's great to have it, but it sucks. Like for me, I'd say one of the big ones for that is Zodiac. 
Like, I have what I have of them, but whoa, I'll never whoa! Have you bring up Zodiac? It's like super Zodiac old is school. So good. They were one of my favorites, and they had like the coolest freaking theme going on with their whole galaxy metal and all that shenanigans. And then, well, I can't agree with that, but it's like, <sighs> did you get obsessed with that band because they didn't release much? Oh, yeah, dude. Did I, you... <laughs> I, I even bought a physical copy of uh, which one is it that I have here? Let me pull it out of the shelf. It's uh, oh, what? yeah. It's it was their last release. Uh, fuck, it's all in kanji, but <laughs> yeah, there it is. Ah, oh, man, I wish I could remember the name right now. It was Shinra Bancho? Was that it? I know that's one of the that tracks on it. Well, whatever yeah, it I, is, I have that one physical with like the bonus DVD and everything. Yeah, whatever it was, I mean, yeah, they didn't release much. man, that's nuts. Wait, what? I thought they disbanded earlier. Yeah, no, she wasn't. Yeah. Okay, okay. Anyways, uh, from the comments that I saw there, I pointed out um, Pegasus Fantasy. To be honest, I've only heard a cover song by uh, Sadie that made a cover of this one. Uh, so I, ha- I haven't heard the actual um, original song, but the original song is made by it's a metal band called Makeup. Uh, from, Make- uh, you, know, you know the anime, um, what's it called? Sure, don't know it if you don't yeah. tell us what it's called. Oh, no, Senseiya. Nope. Senseiya, yeah. it's a big anime, dude. They nope. even got, got their like uh, Netflix uh, exclusive that's coming up. Mm. Yeah, Senseiya is a big deal. It's yeah. been around for it too. Uh, it's, a, it's an anime from the 80s, so. Okay. Yeah, watching it in Spanish, really. And I <laughs> what? So, Can you speak Spanish? You can, right? Muy caliente. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> That's great. Well, actually, what about you, Suze? Uh Any songs you're tired of? I actually have a song I'm tired of. Or no, I always listen to like an album, or I have my iPod on shuffle. <laughs> it just plays the songs that I like, you know. So I specifically have playlists that for times where I just well, I just love this, love a particular single, or particular song. So I don't really get tired of things. I think I, I think um, an old example was that um, I got tired of um, Ling Toste's Shigure, um, Abnormal Lies. I was listening to, listening to them for however long, and then I just dropped off. Like I just dropped off them completely. And it's only recently I've like re-listened to um, re-listened to that song through the anime Psycho Pass. And I was like, oh shit, this song's really fucking great, you know? So I've fallen back in love with it, but for a long time I was just like, I can't bother with it. I just don't want to listen to it, so I would skip it. I don't know if I yeah. think if, feel like it, it should be a shame that most of Ling Tostite Sigure's uh, songs that are like, really, really good are actually anime songs. How is that a shame? There's nothing wrong with it. No, I mean like, only, what if they didn't do... shame in being a veeb. Yeah, I mean, like, what if they didn't do this song for this anime? Would they still produce these kind of songs? Or are they only going in this direction because of the this, anime? This this makes yeah. me think of the age-old debate that I have with the Kanajo, which is, is the song made for the anime? Or is the song made and it happens to fit the anime? I, I think they usually have lyrics that connects to the anime, at least. A, lo- a, lo- a lot of times it does, but then other times, like, the song is its own song it's not meant for the anime if you really look. yeah like if, you, if i try to think about it one out for you look at a uh, child prey by dear on gray used for baki the grappler 
Or or shiver by the gazette for Kuroshitsuji. Like shiver is kind like... of its own thing. It just happens to be a Kuroshitsuji opening. Yeah, it could just be the tone, but it's not always the lyrics. So I I don't know if you can say that the anime is responsible for how good the song is. The song is just good, and it happens to also fit the tone of the anime. I don't know like, because uh, they actually made more than one anime song, so it's it wasn't just like a one-off that happened to be. Yeah, same with Asian Kung Fu Generation, and a lot of their songs are really good, and a lot of them are associated with anime, but they're not necessarily about or really. Four. Wait, wait, can can you can you fact check that and actually make sure that's correct? I cannot fact check it. Then you sorry. shut up, bitch. Being <laughs> oh, no. Toaster didn't start making anime openings until Psychopath, so it was really late. It was later on in their career until then. So that's it. And then they've just they've done it. And then TK's done it with his own solo project. I think a good example was um so obviously Death Note and you have Nightmare and Maximum the Hormone and those two bands I mean they're not with that that ending song and Nightmare with the World they're kind of completely that like ending song? you mean which ending song oh, for Maximum the Hormone what is it? I think it's called What's Up People or something like that. What's Up People was the opening. Yeah, Zatuba that's Billy was the ending. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So then, I don't know what order it went in, but those that them the, the reason why it is because um, Nightmare was on VAP or VAP records, and so was Maximum the Hormone, and that anime was produced by VAP as well. So. You know, how do you is is that song produced for the anime or did they coincidentally were gonna release a single near the time? I got a serious question. Does it matter? Yes, it matters. Why? Because it, I see the same pattern with like Amazarashi. Usually they're like more catchy and more I don't know more um the songs that are actually greater usually comes from the songs that are made for anime and I see this trend. <laughs> okay. Alright, on that note everyone, uh, we're gonna go on ahead and close up the J-Rock on Send for today. So, thank you for joining us. As always, I've been your host, Mazo, with co-host Nexus, mm. co-host Sis, and special guest, NVT. <laughs> Alright everyone, we'll see you next time.